No, no, no. She's not a medical doctor, but she can sure cure your tax problems or your financial woes. She's the how-to girl. It's the Dr. Friday Show. If you have a question for Dr. Friday, call her now, 737-WWTN. That's 737-9986. So here's your host, financial counselor and tax consultant, Dr. Friday. G'day, I'm Dr. Friday, and the doctor is live in-house. So if you've got questions, you can join us today at 615-737-9986. is the number here in the studio. You can give us a call, let you know what's happening. Probably the biggest thing that's been happening more than anything is phone calls to my office asking about updates on tax return statuses. Um, you know, once a day, at least, you know, everything I have a guy that says every day I check once a day at 6 a.m. Um, he emailed and said, I, no status change. It just says that they're processing. Um, I, I am going to say the IRS is holding refunds uh, for the EITC, which is the earned income, which um, to some people isn't always available to them. They may have claimed them in the past. Maybe they're not supposed to. Um, also for the um, EIDL, uh, EIDL or the stimulus monies that you may have been requesting. Again, they have to match it up because in some cases, maybe the money was provided to an ex-spouse and was received and cashed. In some cases, children that were claimed in one year and then claimed by another spouse or person in the next year, the person that reclaimed them in the first year got the money. The other person filed on their tax return said, I never received the money. So who's supposed to get it and when, um, you know, and that the IRS is kind of coming back and saying, if this happened, if, if for some reason your spouse claimed the children and, and some of my clients, like some of my clients are like every even year and then their spouse does every odd year. And so in the, if you didn't file your taxes as fast as possible, or even if you have, the money came out like on March 12th or 15th was when they started issuing the third stimulus. And then the, the, the second one was like December 29th or something like that. Um, so they based them on the prior year, even though a lot of people think of the second stimulus as a 2021 stimulus, it was still based on uh, 2020, actually 2019 tax returns. It was still based on the 2019 tax returns and then the 2020, which we filed on or before March 17th, or I'm saying May 17th, um, was then moved on to that section. So it really just comes down to um, the government's basically not going to get between husbands and wives or, or people that have divorced and have children. Um, they're pretty much coming up straight out saying, you know, this is the situation. This is how we're going to deal with it. We're not going to, uh, if, if the money has already been cashed or provided to for those children. And then I've got other people that say, yeah, my husband got it. And then I got it again. So um, I don't know how that's going to come back. If there's going to be any recourse, again, my understanding is the IRS is not going to come back and ask for additional um, monies if they are paid to people that didn't qualify. Um, but uh, so if you're looking for your refund and if you have earned income credit and or stimulus money, then I will say that in that case, both of those could be holding up your situation. And then if you've had to amend your tax return because of something happening, they're saying that's going to take 15 or 16 weeks, even though we can now e-file them, 
to physically get the refund, it could take 15 to 16 weeks uh, to get it back. So just uh, just a heads up, if you if you have some questions, again, you can join the show 615-737-9986, 615-737-9986, making sure that you've maximized your situation. And I mean, 2020, 2019 tax seasons have been a bit challenging um, for many people. So just want to make sure that we're not leaving anyone out there saying, oh, I didn't think I could do this. Or I, I thought that we, you know, had some other situations going on. And then you're like, I didn't know anything about why that happened or anything else. Um, so if you want to join the show, you've got a question, no worries. Give me a call 615-737-9986-615-737-9986. And then, of course, there was the um, federal um, for extension purposes, because of the storms we had in uh, February, they extended many counties in Tennessee. Um, so some of you that may have not made the tax deadlines on time may still have a window of time that will be able to um, be able to, to be extended for, for those individuals. So if you're not sure what your deadline is, you, you can either contact my office or anything else. Of course, the main deadline was May 17th, but many people in Williamson County, Davidson County, et cetera, actually have until August 2nd. Um, and, and that would also extend your money going into an IRA um, if you were unable to make it on time. So again, making sure you've talked to your tax people, make sure your situation is on the table so you understand what you may or may not have on that is the best thing to do. Um, and then obviously another situation, I've got an email just came in and they're asking, well, what if I have not yet still received all of my W-2s? So at this point, as of January 31st, 2021, all preparers or all um, employers should have already submitted electronically or, or by paper their W-2 information to the Social Security Administration. So if you haven't received it yet, I would say you should be able to get tax transcripts from the IRS. Easiest way to do that is irs.gov. Click on uh, your transcripts and go ahead and download your information. I was told by um, another caller that had called me the other day said that um, they said that you can also look in there and it'll give you an idea if there is a status update on your returns as well. Any letters, in his case, he said that they had tried to contact him about um, his taxes and they needed more additional information. And there was a letter in there, even though he had not received that letter, it was still in the system uh, for him. So just pointing out that's what you might need to make sure that you have or any other situation um, that's moving on or that. So at this point, if you have back tax issues, another issue that you have, six one, um, you, you can contact us here if you've got questions on it, 615-737-9986. But as of May 17th, basically, we can now only file 19, 20, and 21. Uh, no, yeah, 19, 20, no, 18, 19, and 20. 18, 19, and 20 is the three years we can file electronically. And then the rest of them will be required to have to be done by mail. So if you're working on multiple years, you're going to have some delays in receiving or dealing with tax deadlines on that situation that we have happening. So 
um, just, you know, that information out there. If you're trying to establish a new business, getting ready to go into a new business, that would be um, something you're going to want to make sure you set up uh, either an LLC or a sub S corporation or C corporation. Uh, these are important things to make sure they fit whatever your situation is for the legal side of it. I always suggest contact an attorney, but you might want to also talk to an accountant, someone like myself, or if you have a tax person or accountant to see how the taxes franchise excise, what's your availability to what the cost is going to be and, and, being prepared for those costs that you have going so that you're not sitting there when it comes time at the end of the year to file taxes and you owe several thousand dollars on uh, maybe a partnership or a 1065 and a franchise excise uh, situation because you didn't know what the, the, the rules were. So I've had that a few times happen this last year where the people went into uh, multi-member LLCs and did not realize that we had some pretty interesting um deadlines on that situation and make sure that that was, you know, going to make sure it works and everything's going in the right direction. So, and then also PPP money, guys, that's pretty much moved on. We all know that we don't have um, the actual PPP is done distributing money, but on the other hand, um, you need to be getting the forgiveness. I know um, I was actually out of the office for um, last week and I know I've received several emails talking about um, the banks and people are now pushing that forgiveness is open. So you want to make sure the whole purpose of getting the PPP money um, was to use it properly and then get the forgiveness so it doesn't become a taxable loan for business owners. It really needs to be basically something that you can actually, um, you know, use prove that you used it for payroll or for other services that were allowed at least a percentage of it. And then you're able to move on and, and do what you need to do um, at that time. So again, just making sure everything is, is good and that your situation is um, on, on spec. So if you want to join the show, you can 615-737-9986, 615-737-9986. Nine nine eight six. So we'll take your calls talking about my favorite subject. I know it's a little outside of tax season, but you know what? There is always tax season, it seems like, available. And uh, we're preparing either for the 2021. A lot of people are selling homes, selling multiple um, devices um, to, to do things. So you want to make sure that uh, if you're sold something other than your primary home, most people with their primary home has the availability to be able to, you know, get the waiver $250,000 for a single person, $500,000 for a married couple. You do not need to be a, um, you know, it, it, it doesn't need to be two out of five years, you don't have to reinvest the money. That's the rules. As long as you lived in it two out of the last five years, if you have sold something in the last two years uh, as a primary home, you really need to go three out of five the second time. But other than that, it's pretty straightforward. No, um, no glitches. And so a lot of people are selling primary homes, reinvesting the money into other homes, which they don't have to, but you can. But um, on that said note, people are selling real estate like rentals and lands and inherited properties. And you really do need to make sure you understand how that works, basis, capital gains, and you know, how's that adjusted to your ordinary income and what and how do you actually calculate those taxes. So if you've got a question, if you've sold some property or you've inherited property and they've sold that property, 
um, making sure that you've set aside. And remember, you have basically 90 days from the day you sell it to make an, a proper estimated payment. So you need to make an estimated payment and or pay um, up to 110% of the year before in total tax payments. You don't want a penalty. And I usually find, especially if people have the plans of reinvesting, you don't want to reinvest the IRS money in your, your situation. So you want to make sure that you've set them some money and that you're able to you know, go do what you need to do. And in all that's working in the right direction, you don't want IRS in your next project, you need to pay them first, unless you did a 1031 exchange. And we can talk a little bit about that if you're looking to flip properties and continue to reinvest in the same kind of real estate, there is ways of doing that without paying taxes. So if you've got questions, you can join the show 615-737-9986, 615-737-9986. Nine nine eight six. We'll get back with you as soon as this break on the Doctor Friday Show. All righty, we are back here live in studio. And if you want to join the show, all you have to do is pick up the phone six one five seven three seven nine nine eight six. And I think it's Ellen or Elaine. Is it Ellen? Elaine. Elaine. I'm so sorry, Elaine. My my fault. He probably had it spelled correctly. I just didn't do it. What can I do for you, sweetie? Okay, I have a question. We, in 2019, got a letter from IRS saying that we owed 2,000-something bucks for, we claimed our daughter, who was on our income tax until recently, uh, as we claimed the deduction that was allowed for education. She was at the University of Memphis. I sent in the form that Memphis sent me, which showed, you know, the payments that we made. And some mm -hmm. little wise person there said that that was a scholarship awarded and they were disqualifying me. Well, right. I sent in a thing showing the monthly, the monthly payment, the date it was made and all that. And so mm -hmm. I've been going around and around with them since 2019. Of course, they were closed in 20. And so it's <laughs> like, how do I get this solved? Well, here's the thing. On the 1098T, it's either box one or two. It says this is what they're considering paid for tuition, not what you paid for room and board, not what you paid for anything else, just tuition. And then like box four or five says grants or scholarships. So you have to subtract what's in box. And I don't have one in front of me that says grants and scholarships from what's under tuition. Anything else you paid was for the benefits but they didn't consider it tuition. So my question would be, even though you sent money every month or whatever to the school, was it really for more room and board, not tuition? Her tuition was covered by the grant and scholarship. Uh, it was for her tuition because she had tore her knee and was actually at home during one semester. Okay. Well, then you might need to talk to the college first to say, hey, the IRS is saying that I didn't pay this much money, can you explain? Because the college is reporting it to the 1098T and that's what the IRS is using. They won't override that form. And I have a feeling that form is saying that more scholarship or grant was given to your daughter than what you actually paid for tuition. That's my guess. Okay, okay. Well, her, you so, know, her, her semester thing is like eight or 10,000. She only got a $5,000 scholarship. Right, but if she got five thousand and let's say it was eight, it would have only been three thousand, which would have probably still qualified you for the twenty five hundred. Not saying that, but 
I'm not too sure we, you know, what the numbers are. It may have been that they actually posted her scholarship for the next semester on there because there's a box that says, is any of this for the next year? And that's where the mathematics could be wrong as well because they may okay. have posted her scholarship. So they could have basically had $10,000 under scholarship, but the tuition was only paid up to the first semester, not the second, if that makes sense. So again, pull out the 1098T and look in those two boxes and see if one is showing if the grant and scholarship is showing more than the tuition, because that's why I have a feeling the IRS is seen. Okay, because I was thinking uh, the, uh, the scholarship goes on before you ever go to the first class, and it goes in in a lump sum. It ain't sprawled out over monthly payments. Right. And so it, it, they're saying they were paid for the, the stuff in advance. So you may have to show that theoretically that part of the scholarship that was in there and you may need to get a letter from the school was actually for the next semester that started in January versus the one that was on this. Because if there is a box on there that says, is any of this for the, pro the next year's uh, education? And usually that box is checked on most people that have scholarships and grants. Because like you okay. say, those are, those are deposited in advance of actually doing the courses. Okay. So that would All be right. the question. Uh, so you probably need to get something maybe by uh, semester from the school showing how each semester was paid for, uh, for just the, the schooling and then submit that and see if it adds up to you actually paying for, it sounds like you had to pay, but I'm just saying, making sure that the, the, that the school posted it the right way versus pasting all the grant and scholarship in the first front end and then at the end she doesn't have it or whatever and you know but that's where the problem is the 1098t i guarantee you is not showing that that there was available credit for you to claim and i'm sure it's just the timing of when the scholarship was posted and you should be able to get something from the school saying that part of this scholarship was for 2021 for example not just 2020 or in your case for 2019 and for 2020 um, okay. that it was, you know, it was applied in advance of, and then that way they could apply it, roll it over. Cause they've got the school to show it. You showing the, okay. the checks there, they don't know those checks were for education or for staying on campus. Okay. She was only on campus one semester. And so that wasn't that year. Yeah. That's well, fair. this was yeah. 19 and 20, which was a bizarre time anyways. But again, well, we're talking I, about I, 2016, I, I look at that. 16, 17. Huh? We're talking 2016 and 17. Oh, I thought you said 2019. So sorry. Uh, that's no, I just sent me the letter in right. 2019 going back to 16. Gotcha. Well, either way, hopefully you still have your documents for that time period because you're going to yep. need to, again, you're going to need to look at those 1098Ts and make sure that there was enough credit of 2,500 or more every year between the, the, the tuition and the grants and scholarships. Okay. All right. Okay. And, uh, Thank you. And because they're dragging their butt, am I going to be out of luck if I don't get this taken care of with what, five, within five years? Well, no, I mean, you have an open case at this point. That shouldn't be a problem. And if you can get it resolved, okay. all the penalties and interest will be gone away. But obviously, okay. um, you know, you, they may have closed. I mean, hopefully your case is still open that they didn't close it because they didn't get additional, you know, even though they weren't working. Some of my cases got closed because the fact that the time limit ran out for them to work with it, uh, but we were able to get them reopened due to COVID and the situation. So you should be okay. able to do the same thing. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you for calling. Appreciate it. All righty. So that being said, again, 
sometimes guys dealing with the IRS and I mean, I make a living out of this. It is not as simple as everyone likes to think and anyone that's ever had to deal with the IRS, especially lately. And, you know, I have some really good friends that work for the IRS. It's not, it's not the people in the IRS as much as it is the IRS in the process of having to try to get to those people and deal with those people, um, getting someone you can actually talk to and that knows what they, what, what's going on instead of having to be uh, put on hold or to refact something to somebody that you've already talked to about the whole issue. So, you know, patience is par part of it, but the other part is making sure like um, in, in that situation we we're just listening to, making sure that she can document from the school in my personal opinion, it'll be from the school to, um, to the IRS because she, you know, her issuing checks, the government's going to basically say, well, how do we know that that we, we see you paid the school, but they don't know what you were paying for. So you should be able, and hopefully you can still go back and get complete detailed transcripts of what courses, how much it cost, and then how much was paid for by scholarship and how much was paid for by um, checks issued by the parents or whatever. So um, hopefully that will be able to be provided still from the, from the school. We'll, we'll find out, I guess. So um, that being said and added in there. So, oh, well, it looks like I believe we've got Ron on the line. Is it? Yeah. Hey, Ron. Hey, uh, just a comment here about a 1098T. Uh, mm -hmm. Uh, you've heard from me before. I do taxes cool. in Middle Tennessee. Uh, yeah. But if they've got enough intelligence to issue this thing, why cannot they uh, issue that on a cash basis for the year in question? <laughs> well, Ron, you, you, again, you're in my business. And so that means we would love that because that would eliminate a lot of the problem because they're saying, you know, Again, they're, we're doing the taxes on the cash basis, yet they're turning this in with the eye. And I think that's going to be what she finds out is that the scholarship money washed out. It looked like there was more money in the account than what she paid. But it, I mean, the girl apparently got hurt. So that's a great question. And uh, if we ever get a chance to actually get back to forums with the IRS, we may actually be able to bring that up, Ron, and say, why can't you expect everything else? We do 1099 miscellaneous or NECs or any of the rest of them all has to be done on cash basis. Why is the 1098T not done on the same process? Thank you for That's taking my call. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate you listening, buddy. Thanks. All right. And, uh, and that is something we all um we all deal with is the same situation because that's what confuses a lot of individuals because again looking at something on the basis that we we do things and then something comes in like a 1098t that can be rolled over into the first quarter or first semester and they still want us to be able to back it out and you know most people don't even know it either qualifies or it doesn't qualify that's kind of the way they work with it so um if you want to join the show it's not too hard to do and if you've got a question or an issue or maybe you've got a comment to make maybe you've been dealing with the irs on something and you might find that other people listening might be able to benefit from your pain and suffering um or just the irritation sometimes you can join the show at 615-737 9986 615 737 9986. You can join the show and talk about 
taxes. And again, I know guys, we've already, I mean, heck, I already taken a week off, try to get back on my feet here, get organized in our office now, uh, back to the, the normal day-to-day -day operations. Now that taxes are pretty much done until we get through till the August time and then September and October with uh, the standard extensions out there. Don't forget that we have an estimated payment coming up on June 15th, second quarter is due on 615. So that would be an important day to make sure. And if all you entrepreneurs, sole proprietors, anyone um, works off a K-1 um, uh, partners guaranteed wage, remember we are responsible for paying our own taxes and they do want them for equal payments based on the year before. But in that story, I'm sorry, if 2020 was one of your really bad years, you may want to be upping those estimates so that you don't end up in a tax situation in 2021 because you're back to work and things are going better um, in your case. So just remember, you need to be paying your quarterlies. All right, we're going to take a break here. When we get back, we'll take some more of your calls and some of your emails. Um, you can join us here, 615-737-9986. We'll be right back with the Dr. Friday Show. back here live in studio with the Dr. Friday Show. I'm an enrolled agent licensed with the Internal Revenue Service to do taxes and representation. I am not employed by the IRS. I am uh, basically tested and, and employed to represent taxpayers in front of the IRS. So if you've got questions or you're trying to deal with the IRS on your own and you need a little help, I'm the person you're going to want to call or at least an enrolled agent, someone that is actually studied and done all the testing to make sure that we can do the best we can in helping to represent you. All right, let's hit Jim in Lebanon, who was nice enough to hold through. Hey, Jim, what's happening? Uh, good afternoon. I have a question about the charitable contribution limit uh, based on the CARES 2020 Act. Did right. it increase the limit for 2020 and 2021? Well, they increased some of it. I mean, obviously, you had. Part of it was was the temporary charitable deduction for all taxpayers up to $300. They then took the percentage of it up to, I believe, 60% of your adjusted gross income. Uh, it was 60% prior to 2020. Nope, it was 50%, I thought. Let me double check that. It says here, CARES Act increased the limit to the 60% of your adjusted gross. It was 50 before that. Oh, okay. Thank you. No problem, mate. Thanks. Um, so that's a great question because some, I'll tell you, some of my clients are some of the best givers that you've ever seen. Um, so, and this year, that was probably one of the big changes that happened was the ability to, um, if you didn't itemize, you took the standard deduction, still as a single or married couple, it just was straight across per a tax form, $300 tax deduction. If you gave to charity, you had to give money to charity up to $300 that you, um, that you gave and the standard deduction. So it was a little bit of a help. Obviously, uh, in some ways, if you pay a lot more in taxes, you're in the 24, 28 or 30% tax bracket, you're going to save a little bit more money than a person that's in the 12% tax bracket. But either way you look at it, it's still a, um, it was a good Little, little boost, something extra that people, and I know several people weren't sure what they were supposed to do. Um, again, if you haven't filed taxes in the last three years, you may not have received any of the stimulus checks. 
So, um, you know, again, if your goal is to eventually get yourself back on track with the IRS, it may be worth the conversation of doing it because you've left $3,200 theoretically on the table that could go against your back IRS tax issues or back child support issues, or if that's the reason you haven't filed, I've had a couple of people walk in. And the reason they didn't file was because, well, let's be honest, divorce is never a good thing. And sometimes things are done, said, and happened during that time. And, you know, it's just hard to get back on your feet. So what's nice about it is, is that in this case, you know, if, if the reason you haven't filed is because you didn't want the refunds or to have to deal with um, you know, the refunds being paid back to back child support, maybe getting those refunds filed at least for 18, 19 and 20, um, get the refunds plus then also qualify yourself for the three stimulus, even if uh, theoretically, and I, I want to clarify this for some people, if you had received the check, the first one was 1200 and it could be used for back child support. It could not be used to pay taxes, but that's physically receiving the check during the time that they did it. If you never received it, and then the second check, the $600 could not be used for back child support if you received it from the government. But when you went and put it on your tax return to receive it as part of your 2020 tax return, that $1,800 now can be used to pay for back taxes or your current tax bill or child support. It now is, it, they're, they're calling it, um, it, it's no longer the stimulus check. It's basically just a rebate and they're using that rebate to pay back. So if you're thinking that you're going to get the money if you apply and you owe back taxes or back child support and you have a tax return to file it on, I'm going to be quite honest. I know that there is um, some talk within the IRS and, and I think there's may be a talk of a, a lawsuit because that money was supposed to be given to the taxpayers without being affected by back tax or back child support issues. It was supposed to be used to help move money back into the economy. And then by them adding it to the tax return, it then became part of the um, the tax due. And in many cases, people just applied it to open tax bills for the current year and or being used for back tax issues. So again, um, just want to make sure that, you know, people understand that that's what it's being said right this second. I, I mean, they may be changing this, who knows, but uh, right now the best bet or the best way to do it is to um, make sure that you are able to Get your taxes up to date. No one wants to be, I mean, I know some people, but personally, I wouldn't want to be worried about the IRS coming and taking money out of my bank. Or if you've been working the same job for more than a couple of years, they can come to your employer and start taking your paycheck. And they can take just about 100% of that paycheck. They don't care you have rent or child support or anything else. Then they want you to contact them and set up a payment plan. But they can take money out of your bank. They can take money out of almost any kind of asset you have. They can put a lien and or a levy against them. So you do want to make sure that you're complying with this information and making sure that you have everything going in the right direction for that. So you don't want to sit around and say, well, as long as they, I haven't received any letters, so I guess I'm fine. Because that's often when people walk in my door and the, their bank has received something saying that they're going to, um, you know, hold their funds or take all their funds. And you're sitting there going, but, you know, how can they do that? Well, 
you know, again, any money you're putting in the bank, the IRS says is theirs. Any money you put into a 401k or even paying your house note, they're saying, well, you're paying the house note, but you're not paying us. So we're just as important. I'm not saying there isn't a lot of ways to work with the IRS. There are many, many tools out there for us to use. But the only way those tools can be used is A, first, get into compliance, which means filing all of the up-to-date tax returns. If you haven't filed for 20 years, we may only need to file six years of taxes. It really depends on if the IRS has already filed some tax returns for you that need to be corrected. Otherwise, it may be that we are able to file just the last six years, get you up to date and start making a payment plan and or an offer and compromise, which is where we make a deal. You always hear it on the radios and stuff where it says, oh, I made, uh, I owe the government $100,000 and I only had to pay $10 or something like that. It's not always that simple, guys, to be quite honest, been doing this for a long time. And there are great deals out there for some people, but other people, those deals don't exist because you have too many assets. You put too much money aside, either in the equity of a home and or into a retirement, or you have you know, money in the bank, any of those things could account for why the IRS may not give you a uh, 10 cents on the dollar deal. So really just making sure that you understand what your options are. But the only way it really starts is to sit down, get a hold of the IRS transcripts, find out what you owe and where you owe and what years we need to deal with. If you were in business, did you have a partnership or a corporation? Did you owe back payroll taxes? You know, um, there's quite a few different things that can be out there and we need to get all of that caught up. So then we know how much we owe the IRS. And then we have the ability to say, here's the different options. You either have to Get a loan on your house so you can pay the government off so they're no longer in your back pocket. You can, um, you know, if you own multiple properties, if you own real estate outside of your primary home, the IRS can theoretically take it. The only home that's protected under the IRS is your primary home. They cannot take your primary home, but they can take rental. They can take land. You know, they can make you or they can seize those properties. So, again, not trying to scare people. The IRS has many options, but by the time you get to some of these options, you really do need to figure out what's the next step before the government says, here's the steps you're going to take. Because they do have a plan for you. And I guarantee you, it's not a plan that you really want to follow, but it is a plan. And we are here to help make sure that you don't get to that point where your only option is one option and it's not a pretty one. Um, so again, if you haven't filed taxes, if you haven't dealt with the IRS because of all kinds of different reasons. It can be health issues. It can be divorce. It can be, you know, just life kind of do you a hardball. It doesn't make a difference at this point, starting today, where are you? Are you able to get your life back together and start doing what you need to do? And if you're a self-employed person and part of the problem is COVID hits you. Remember on June 2nd, the administration, um, the SBA came out and said, there is still EIDL money. Now, I'm not going to tell someone to go back into debt, even though it's a good loan, getting a loan on a business that may not have been holding its own in the first place, not a great idea. So you need to talk to somebody to make sure that, you know, getting a little help and, and being able to get back on your feet with a business that was doing very well, but then COVID helped and hit and then, you know, you ain't you were not able to do anything, then that's part of the problem too. But there is some ways out there. Now, 
EIDL is money that is disaster loans. These are not PPP, just to not confuse people. These are actual loans uh, for like three and a half percent over 30 years. So they're fairly reasonable loans, but again, um, not for everybody, but if you're in the restaurant or venue or any of those kind of things that were directly affected by COVID, there are some out there that can help people get back on their feet. All right, so we're gonna take a break here. When we come back, which will be my last break. So if you've been waiting and saying, hey, I might need to call her, you can call us live on the radio, 615-737-9986, 615-737-9986. We're taking your phone calls. We're gonna be talking about taxes or if you've got some other issues with the IRS, most likely, or state, um, we can answer those questions and hopefully at least set you in the right direction or set up an appointment so we can help you out. Either way. We'll get right back with the Dr. Friday Show. All righty, we are back here live in studio. And if you need to reach us, this will be the last few minutes of the show. 615-737-9986-615-737-9986. 9986 taking your calls making sure everything is going the way it needs to go guys the only way we can get started to move forward is to get started to move forward so just making sure that you have that ability to uh you know make those choices and do what we need to do and if you need help i'm here 615-737-9986 we'll get you right here on the radio and answer your questions as best that I can. If I don't know all the answers, I guarantee you we can find someone that is um, able to help us in further that particular situation, whatever it might be that, because without the help guys, we're not be able to uh, move forward and make the right decisions, right? You don't know what your options are unless you've actually considered all of your options. So we just want to be able to do that and make sure those options are the best for you be that if it's a matter of opening a business, closing a business, finding out what the IRS is doing. I know a lot of times, guys, I have consulted, I can't tell you in how many um, times I've consulted and not been able to, um, you know, a business is not working. Sometimes giving up is never easy, but sometimes it's the smartest thing to be able to get resolution and then maybe get back on your feet to be able to do what you want to do and how you want to do it. Um, so it'll just be a matter of how we're going to do it. All right. Robert's got a great question. I'm seeing it already on the screen here. Let's see if I can get him joined. Hey, Robert. Hi. Hey. When I saw my saw 2020, my adjusted gross was too high to get the full recovery rebates because right. I did not get, I did not get all three. Um, but the problem was that it, it took the IRS eight months to give me my refund from 2019 to even process the return. And there was no additional information needed from me. Uh, there were no issues. Mm-hmm. I actually mm-hmm. had to get the Haggerty Senator office in, involved for me to get my refund. It was a large one. Um, yeah. But my, my question is, do I have any recourse uh, to try to get the full amount because they delayed giving me the refund for eight months. Otherwise, I would have gotten the full amount. Yeah, well, that's, I have a couple of them because the fact that they're 
they're reconciling it on 2020. And in some of my people's cases, unlike a lot of other people maybe, but some of my people made more money in 2020 than they did in 19. And the first two yeah. were theoretically based on really your 19 or even 18, the very first one. Um, and they would have qualified, but they didn't, for some reason, never got any of the checks. You know I mean? It just didn't come to them. Um, so when we had to go back in and, and claim it actually on the 2020, they call it a rebate check at that point, um, they didn't get the 100% that they should have been, if they had been able to base it on the 18 and or 19 tax returns. And again, I think there's going to be some possibility of something coming, but I don't know if it will either help us or not, Robert, because right now the IRS has basically said, if you never received them, it's the same way if, if you owe the IRS and you got the checks, you were able to keep them. But if you didn't get them, then they kept them from themselves in a sense, part of the you know payback or whatever. You know, it, it seems to me that there's a, a big glitch in the system. But to answer your question at this moment, Robert, no, because if if you didn't get it in the mail, you had to reconcile it on your 2020. And because your 2020 was larger than um, the minimums was allowed, you weren't able to get 100 percent of that money. And it's also going to affect most likely. I don't know if you qualified or not for the fourteen hundred dollars, um, but it says all three on my screen here. So I'm assuming you got a partial or you didn't get any of the last one. Not didn't get any of them. So writing yeah. a letter won't help at all. I don't believe so, but you know, you can bring it to the attention of the senators and the congressmen because you're not the only person this has happened to. And you know, okay. the IRS is pit bulls when it comes to us owing them, but when they owe us, it seems to be, well, we'll just pay you interest, but wait, when I, when I owe you, you don't just give me interest. You make me pay penalties, for example. Right. So, That's you right. know, it doesn't seem to work equally on both sides. And now this money coming out because the fact that they keep moving the line, uh, like I said, initially these people would have gotten a hundred percent, but, and there's no logic my people have been filing taxes for 25 years, some of these people. So, and they haven't relocated, you know, I mean, there's no logical reason why they didn't get them in the mail like everybody else. You know, so it might be worth writing, I don't know, to the IRS, but it may be something you, you know, you could bring to the Senate or congressman or someone that you, you seem to have wrote to already, you know, to work on that and just bring to the attention that, hey, because of these delays, I wasn't put on the, the list to issue money. And then, you know, now instead of getting it based on the years that they originally issued them under, I made too much money and I lost another couple thousand dollars or whatever, you know, you're, um, you're right. You know, so it can't hurt. I'm a firm believer. And if it doesn't hurt to ask, what's the worst they can say? No. But if you never That's ask, correct. then you're never going to get an answer. That's right. Thank you very much. Hey, no, thank you. Appreciate you. Great call. And and, uh, you know, I've had several people that have told me they have went to a congressman or a senator or somebody to help them with an IRS issue. I have never actually done that. But um, you know, it doesn't hurt. They don't know all the stories. So unless people are willing to put something in writing and send it to the offices of the people that are making these changes and, and enforcing the laws, then we don't have any alternative but to sit back and just accept how things are. So kudos to you, Robert, and anyone else that has actually, you know, moved past just accepting something as it is, uh, but actually trying to make it move forward and get something more than just the typical answer. We're working on it. I don't, you know, I mean, the phone numbers to the IRS are very difficult. Sometimes when I get through the phone numbers, 
uh, the people in there, all they can tell you is the same thing as the website says, we're working on it. We've received the tax return and we're working on it. Well, you've been working on it now for you know eight weeks and it's supposed to only take 21 days. So we're trying to figure out and it would be great. I mean, I went right on the IRS website this morning uh, before the show just to see if they had any news or updates. And probably the biggest thing I would send out to anyone that might be listening from the Internal Revenue Service or work for the IRS, it'd be great if you guys could put better or more news information so we can pass it through our sources to the people so we actually have more communication. Because at this point, we don't understand and I've been doing this a long time. A lot of you guys have been filing and paying taxes for a long time. Why is it taking more than 21 days if we're e-filing the return? And if nothing else, could they not at least send a letter out or some sort of news thing that says, hey, anybody that has this situation, expect a longer delay. Anyone that has this, you know, whatever, so that we can pass that so the people aren't sitting there after 21 days looking at us as the prepares saying, hey, where's my money? I need my money. Where, where's it at? You know, I mean, the whole purpose of getting tax refunds and EIDLs and all these things is to keep the money so people can pay their rent and do the things they need to do. And that's what's kind of missing in this conversation. All right. So hopefully you guys enjoyed the radio show today. If you have questions or you need an appointment, you can certainly call uh, my office directly. 615-367-0815. That comes directly to me, guys. 615 615- Three six seven zero eight one nine would be the direct number to me. And then if you want to know more about who I am, easy enough to do, go to the website, just drfriday.com. Pretty easy. D-R-F-R-I-D-A-Y.com. Find out more about who I am and what I do and why I do it. And then last but not least, if you are a person that just has a question, maybe you're dealing with an issue and you need some help, or if you need me to try to lead you in the right direction of someone that might be able to help you, um, I'd be more than glad to do that. Easiest way to do that is though emailing me friday at drfriday.com, F-R-I-D-A-Y at drfriday.com is the easiest way for you guys to get a hold of me, especially if you've got some questions. And if you've sent something from like last week, I promise I will be after this weekend, I will hopefully have everything caught up um, so that I can respond and take care of everybody and everything that we need to do um, you know, in, in the system. But if you need some assistance with something or you need to set up an appointment, you haven't done your taxes yet, now's the time to think about getting those appointments set up so that we can do whatever we need to do to get the IRS on the right page and get you hopefully moving forward in life and not worrying about if Uncle Sam is going to do something or mess up the plans that you have. So again, you can reach me at 615-367-0819 or you can um, email Friday at drfriday.com or go to the website drfriday.com find out who i am what i do and then if you need again assistance doing something or help let me help you try to get back on track and make everything work for you and get your life so you can start living it guys because well it's so much fun if you have to worry every time you do something hope you guys are having an awesome saturday and as i always like to say call you later